0: Hey, J-Rob. How are you? Good. You? I'm doing fantabulous. Do you know what time it is? I do. It's time for the Jerry and J-Rob Cover It All Show. Welcome, everybody. It's a hot, blissful, but a beautiful July 3rd. We got uh, July 4th coming up tomorrow, Independence Day. What are you doing? I am doing absolutely nothing. Well, good for you. You my need plan, take a break.
1: <laughs> my plan is to do nothing at all. Yeah. What do you got going on?
0: Uh we're meeting with some friends but other than that I'm not sure probably work at the house there's yeah. no breaks.
1: So. I think we're going to try to do something next weekend. Okay. After all the craziness settles down. And yeah, probably be a good idea. Good idea. Where are we at today? Well, we're at unshakable grounds here in Burnet with some special people and I'm excited that we get to have them on the show and get to hear a little bit about their story. We're here today with Mike and Cindy Brown.
2: Hi. Hey, How dude. are you guys? Wonderful. Thank you.
0: Well, you, you've just treated us with some, uh, some fancy, unshakable grounds coffee. What are we drinking here?
2: You're drinking a hot Americano.
0: Okay. Where's it from? Tell us about it.
2: Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I, people ask me, where do these beans come from? I know some of them come from Costa Rica, but we have a roaster, Hill Country Roasters. Uh-huh. He roasts for uh, Majors and Round Rock Donuts and Hill Country Bible Church, and he was a friend of ours, so he roasts for us as well.
0: Very good. Very yeah. good. So how long have you been in the coffee business? six years yeah
2: yeah about six and a half years yeah I've never worked in a coffee shop before that but I spent a lot of time in them
3: well I I used to always tell her that Starbucks had an app to know when she was near so I figured if we (laughs) bought her a coffee shop we might save some money yeah (laughs) no doubt no doubt okay well very good so how did you get into the coffee business
2: well you want me to it sure okay well um, it actually starts with our son Joshua who uh, passed away eleven years ago in a car accident, uh, but before that he always talked about the people in Burnet needing to have a safe place to gather and possibly a safe place to hear about Jesus and get loved on and He always loved coffee and he said, "How about a coffee shop?" and I never thought that would ever coffee shops really i 'm not in the business i don 't know anything about it but um, I guess about six years, no, five years after Josh passed, my husband comes home from Samsung and says, "Hey, how about that coffee shop thing y'all used to talk about?" And I was like, "What?" And he didn't even drink coffee; he's a Diet Coke kind of person. Um, so we just started the process of getting into it. I still had never pulled a shot of espresso until three days before we opened.
0: So an unprofessional professional.
2: Yes, absolutely. Ready
0: to open up and get after. But the outcome was what?
2: The outcome was us falling in love with a town that was associated with so much pain in our lives, but just saw Beauty From Ashes, just really fell in love with the people here. And um, people started coming in and saying that this was their safe place. And just seeing that and how that spreads and people coming in and saying we've never had a place for ourselves here in Burnett. And that just you know, you think you're doing it for one reason, which I thought it was going to be based around kids. And then God just kind of takes it a whole different direction and says, no, I just, I just want you to be here. Be a light on the square, love on people and see what happens. So we learned at that moment to just take it one day at a time and see where it ends up.
0: Right, right. Well, um, you kind of began with how you got the business started, Mm -hmm. but let's Let's hear about your story and where you come from, you know, kind of what was life like for you, if you don't mind sharing that with us.
2: Not at all. Well, I grew up in East Austin, and um, actually I was a drinker ever since, possibly first grade, second grade. Um, I was ADHD. No one knew that that was in girls back then. They didn't know, I mean, ADHD was never even mentioned but um, I was kind of high strung. (laughs) So alcohol just kind of took the edge off for me and it was readily available. So I drink a little bit and then in um, ninth grade, I overdosed on alcohol, point uh, three, six or four, seven, I forgot which one alcohol, pumped my stomach out three times, stuffed me full of charcoal for charcoal poisoning. And um, even then that wasn't the I mean, my house burned down that year, my dad left that year, my mom was an alcoholic. And um, I was just living life one moment at a time, not caring if I would wake up the next morning. And actually, uh, when I was 20, my stepsister, Talitha, invited me to church. And I I had a decision to make. I had offers that I could um, do drugs and just really just live my dream until I burned out or, um, and she took me to church and I actually found Jesus at that moment. It was a radical change for me. Uh, the next day I was a, I was like, I'm done with all of it. I finally have a reason to live. And so that just changed everything for me.
1: Very good, very good. You know, to hear, to hear you say, you know, talk about, uh, being an alcoholic in the first and second grade—I yeah. mean, I that's you're... that's uh, that's not something that's that's usual, obviously—and and probably somebody wouldn't even think that that could happen. Um, but it it was something like you said that was readily available, and you felt like at the time was was helping you, but it was really mm. just destroying your life.
2: Yes, I, um, you know, it. It also, when I had my stomach pumped out, it busted all the blood veins in my eyes and I was, um I, th- I thought back, I, I would have never thought of myself as an alcoholic until um I saw truth and then you start filtering everything through that truth and you start looking back in your life and going, oh my goodness, wow, I was really messed up kid and really not I mean, there was a lot going on around me. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things that you just don't talk about, um, and I just thought everyone's lives were like that. I mean, there's. I was in a lot of fights as a little girl. I was taught, you know, beat them till they cough up blood. They'll never bother you again. <laughs> so I was kind of, kind of trained like a pit bull. It was, it was, it was yeah. rough. And and. You but know, it was the, it
1: was the environment that you were in. It was the environment, yeah. yeah. And
2: it was it was you know you survive and you move on and you know half the people wouldn't even know that was going on in my life except for the people I was fighting with it was I mean I look back and I'm going you know you talk to people in your first reunion and they're like oh I would have never thought of that about you <laughs> I'm just like well I guess that's good I hit it really well because I had one of those you come outside you smile or else so you came out you shine while you're kind of dying slowly inside. And I, that's the trajectory of my life. I'm just shocked that I'm here at this age, but now every day is for a purpose. Right.
1: So early in life, you had an environment that was against you. You had a, a culture that was working against you. You had your own inner turmoils that were working against you. And then the vices that you were choosing to, to deal with, all of those things working against you. And yet here you are today, mm. uh, a successful business owner, happily, happily, I, you are happily married, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, we should, yeah, okay. should have asked that before the show. <laughs> uh, but, but that's an amazing story, and it just goes to show that it can be done. Absolutely. You know, other, oh, others goodness. are doing, and this that's why we do this podcast and, and speak with, with people like y'all, uh, to show people that, you know, others are doing
0: it they could do it too
1: right.
3: absolutely yeah. and
0: we talked about this last week you know it would have been so easy just to take the circumstances and crawl under a rock and sulk and feel sorry for yourself Ugh. and we've been privileged with speaking with several people on this show about how they've adapted and overcome and continued to persevere and persist and and get past those struggles in life and um like i said i'm not going to toot our own horn but we've we've been in that same boat and it's it's attractive to us it's appealing to us and it gives hope to, to other people out there as well so uh, we've heard a little bit from sydney michael so you, you tell us about you where you came from how you came to know this young lady and um <laughs>
1: scrapper sure, sure. yeah and <laughs> uh, where you are today <clears throat>
3: well um i grew up a, a lot different than she did um my dad was ex-military and uh uh I was born in Fort Carson, Colorado, but then my dad was a Texan, so he got back to Texas as fast as he could. So I've been here in uh, Texas ever since I was five. And um, I went to, Lampasas Passes schools. And, you know, I had a really laid-back childhood. My parents were both really good parents, and uh, they weren't Christians per se. They were professing Christians, but we didn't go to church or anything, they just, you know. But they were really good to me, and they were great parents. So I always had, I had a pretty easy childhood, pretty easy life. And then when I was a senior in high school, I started singing in a rock band. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a rock star, you know. So I started singing in metal bands and all this kind of stuff. All, all right, right, so i got to the- stop you. Okay, okay. What, what kind of
0: music were we hearing when we singing back then?
3: Um, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, stuff like that. All right. So, <laughs> just just, just it,
0: checking. It. I, I can't agree to like or dislike it. Yeah. The, hard the hard stuff. Yeah. You know. Well, it's, it's kind of
3: funny because it's like when I was 12, before all that, uh, a a little Baptist church, uh, church bus going around out and we lived out in the country, went around picking up kids, taking them to church. And, you know, I went to some Baptist church in and, and, uh, land passes. I don't even know which one it is, but you know, we all professed Jesus, got baptized, you know, went home, parents didn't even know about it. <laughs> and, uh, but then later, like I said, later, so, you know, did I get saved then? I don't know. But, you know, I always talked to Jesus and I always prayed. you know, even as a small kid, you know, but, um, you know, like I said, when I became, uh, uh, got in a band when I was in high school and stuff, you know, and wanted to be a rock star and all that kind of stuff. And I started getting into drugs and stuff like that and got, became a pretty bad, you know, drug addict and stuff and alcohol and stuff like that, you know. And um, His stuff
2: even shocked me.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just like- so I just kind of went crazy after high school, more or less, you know. Um, and then. Um, You know, God saved me from drugs, you know. I mean, I was shooting up with all kinds of stuff and doing all kinds of bad stuff. And when I turned to God, there was a a Bible in my room and I just, I opened it up and I still don't even know where the verse is now. It was in the Old Testament. It basically, you know, I was just saying, God, what do I do? And I just opened up the Bible and I said, you know, get out of the place you're living in. And so I did and (laughs) God took away the drug use, took away everything, you know. So I I went to church, um, rededicated my life and then I met Cindy and we got married. We had two beautiful kids. And where'd you all meet at? At New Hope Baptist Church in Cedar okay. Park. Okay. All right.
2: In the singles department. Yeah.
3: Good, good place to meet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I mean, everything was going great, you know, and uh, I started getting, you know, promoted and doing really well at work and stuff, and um, work at Samsung, and a lot of the upper management would like go out and drink and stuff, and so it's kind of like the the culture, you know. So I figured, you know, hey, I'm an ex-alcoholic, and drug addict, but I can, you know, socially do this now, you know. I can control it. So I messed up again. <laughs> And, uh, had this, I guess, this midlife crisis or whatever you want to call it. You only gets
2: one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And so I started drinking and, and, and doing stuff again and acting like a fool. And, um, and there was a lot of what Sydney would call like shots over the bow from God, you know, like, you know, I lost a job, I lost a house, um, our daughter got sick I mean just all kinds of these things our, our house in Cedar Park was hit by lightning three times you know so I mean all these things were happening and yet I still just kept on living that way and it, it took Josh actually being killed to straighten me up because I mean I quit tr- drinking the day he died which was um, March 20th 2011. Can you can you go a little bit more specifically into that if you don't mind? Yeah. Um, I, know basic, huh? I know that's tough. I know
0: that's tough. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean you know Josh and I both are really really close we would you know we would uh, I never drank really in front of him. I always wanted my kids to not be like me, you know. So, I mean, I was never, you know, a bad example in front of him, but, you know, he, he knew when I'd come home and could smell it on me, you know, he wasn't stupid, you know. And uh, so I would always tell him, you know, I said, don't ever drink and drive and, and things like that. And I said, it's just like playing Russian roulette, you know. And uh, so we'd, and we'd always have great talks about Jesus because uh, he had a atheist friend that he hung out with. He was actually the kid that he was in the car wreck with. And he would have, you know, discussions with him. Then he'd come back and talk to me and say, well, he said this. What about that? And we'd talk about things in the Bible to prove, you know, that God exists and, and why. All
2: along it, doing this other lifestyle.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And we, my, it was funny because my son and I had this kind of, like, arrangement between our, each other. We said, you know, if, if one of us stops drinking and smoking, the other one has to stop drinking and smoking. So, like, when he got in his car accident, well, I stopped, you know. And so, uh, you know. What would
2: you say? Because I know he's not drinking now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and... Um, You know, it's like, at at first, you know, you're just like, you know, wow, I've ruined everything. It's all for nothing, you know, everything's, you know. And, you know, one of my favorite verses in in Hebrews is is, is the 12, well, one of my favorite chapters is Hebrews 12, you know, because it talks about, you know, if you're not a child of God, you know, you won't be chastened by him, you know, and so, you know, and so, I he really, ain't illegitimate. We yeah, know that for certain. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, my son and I were so much alike, you know, because it's, it's like when he was small, I don't know, fifth or sixth grade or something, we went to Hill Country Bible Church for like a father-son little uh, Bible study thing we were going through. And, and uh, one of the guys asked, you know, well, he said, you know, your, your, your parents, um, they only give you a whooping because they love you. And my son was like, well, my dad must love me a lot. <laughs> and, so, and so I think about that with, you know, with God, you know, it's like I really think he does love me a lot, you know, to basically all the things I did to run from him and turn from him and defy him and disobey him. He still loved me. And even though our minds can't comprehend the way he works, you know, he's so far above us, you know, it, it's still, you know, I have a lot of peace with knowing that, you know, I'm going to see Josh again, like, like King David said, you know, I won't, he won't come back to me, but I'll go to him. You know? Right, so, right. Right.
2: Nothing for nothing,
3: yeah. that's right, <laughs> so in every situation, something of of good and value, yeah and you know all through this um falling back into alcohol and doing a lot of stupid stuff and you know just ruining everything, you know, I had a, a very biblical woman who stood by, beside me and had every reason to not you know so very good,
0: very good so what are some of the things that you guys have encountered um starting this? Business that you didn't expect. What what's some things that caught you off
3: guard?
2: Well, we didn't know it was going to be nonprofit.
3: <laughs> yeah, people it's, always ask us, is this a nonprofit? We're like, well, I don't intentionally, you know, but. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, what well,
2: we've been. I mean, I think what's amazing to me is, if you saw the books, you'd be like, "There's no way this is still here." I mean, because mm. nothing on the books really makes sense. I mean, we have. We have ran on a budget, like paying the girls and having $500 in the account and paying them and oh no, it's gonna go under, but then something happens and by the end of the month, the bills are paid. And I'm just like, okay, so this isn't even reliant upon me. Just do my best, serve people, love them. And I mean, we've, we've gotten a lot of, you know, backlash and we've had people yell at us because we didn't want advertising. What what company doesn't want more money? I'm just. We don't have it in our budget, but it's it's fine because it's word of mouth and the right people will find us. Yeah, and yep. we'll love on them when they get. We've married. also found
3: that you know there's a lot of uh, universalism where you know a lot of churches around here really want to all come together to be like you know, and we're not for that. You know we believe in what the Bible teaches and and if 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 this. Denomination is teaching something that's not biblical, then we're not gonna like be with it. So we we've lost a lot of yeah. Christian people, you know, because yeah. you know today's evangelical church is so full of the prosperity gospel and stuff. Right. You know, so it's like it's everywhere. So, right. At first, when we started at the cop shop. They're all like, they oh. were like, well, we don't believe in the prosperity stuff. There, oh. yeah, brings <laughs> But what's awesome is it's
2: opened up to the people that we were really here for the people who have no hope. I mean, right after we opened and a little story came out that we had lost a son, someone walked in and walked straight to the counter, crying, saying, I lost a child too. But it was 20 years prior, and she still was barely walking out of her house. And I'm like, this woman's believing a lie. I mean, I mean, it's just it just blew my mind. I always wanted to be a counselor and I always told Michael, but I want to be a free counselor. I didn't know it was going to look like this. (laughs) Yeah. You're
0: you're doing a lot of free counseling now. You got, you got coffee. That's all the meds you need. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's, that's exactly, you know, in, in our business, we we have a complete mind shift about stuff and something that I've learned over the past five, six, seven years is that there's always somebody watching. You may never know. You may never meet them. You may never understand anything to do with them but you will have an influence in their life one way or another and somebody is always watching somebody's always pulling something seeing what you're doing and seeing how you're handling a certain situation and they do it from afar because they don't they don't want to come and approach you they may you might get lucky and know that one day I've been yeah. I've been, I've been Lucky enough to have that happen a couple times in life, where somebody has said, "You know what? You know, I I saw this four years ago, or I saw you do this this many years ago, and this is what how it affected me." That's amazing to be able to to be able to know that. Sometimes we get that blessing to know. Most of the time, we don't. But this is a perfect example. You had you had a crisis, uh, adversity, and somebody else knew about it, and and it gave them a blessing in the process. So, so well done. What else you got? So,
1: you know, having come from two different backgrounds. And yet having dealt with some of the same issues with addictions and, and overcoming tragedy both individually and together as, as a family. And then making something out of that, a ministry out of it that God is using and God is blessing, obviously, like you talked about, you know, sometimes it doesn't make sense how we're still here. But God keeps providing. Well, anytime it's a work of God, God's going to provide for for what He puts in place, and I believe that totally. Um, but along the lines of you know, ministering to others and encouraging others, can you can you give us some some wisdom, some truth, some advice, some encouragement, whatever you guys got uh, to tell our audience? You know, there, I'm sure that there's going to be people listening to this particular episode at least going four. yeah at, sure least at least four, four. <laughs> uh, and that that are going you know wow that's an amazing story i've i've been through something similar but i'm not as far along uh, in my healing maybe as as y'all have come and uh or or just just need that extra
3: extra love so
1: so can you give the audience something
3: do you want to go first well i mean definitely i would say you know because you know your your spouse is you know one of your best um counselors and uh you know encouragers and things like that you know cause when we Beautiful. were a young family and josh was little you know he'd always be like hey, let's let's read the bible let's read the bible and we were just mm. like um yeah, yeah yeah and we would sometimes and it's other times be like well later you know and stuff like that and tired. so now you know we've realized just how important it is to get into the word because if you're not if you're not being fed by the word you're, you're going to be dying you know so that would be my biggest thing to encourage people is get in the word read the bible pray and do what it says, you know, not just hear us, but do sure. it. you know, because that's...
2: And for me, um, with the things I've touched on and the other, all the other things I've gone through, um, I would say that don't look at your life by that moment, because that moment will pass. You'll get through it. You'll be stronger for it. Find people who will walk through it with you. It's all about getting in the ugly. And then walk through the fire and see what God can do on the other side because he makes all things beautiful in their time. I can guarantee you absolutely whatever you are going through, God can make it beautiful. And for me to say that the day our son saw Jesus was probably the best day of our lives and how odd that may sound, come talk to me and I will share with you what I mean by that.
3: Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, a profound statement in the sense that it has a lot of deep meaning. But, you know, in a no way interpret that as, you know, oh, no. we're not in pain every day from it, you know. I mean, yeah, you know, we're still, it's always right it's, here. It's always hurting, you know. It's like, it's not like you ever get over it, you know. It's like getting, losing an arm or something. You just yeah. learn yeah, to it's, the, it's work with one arm. Dealing
0: part. with it and the grace
3: of it and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so on yeah. and so, yeah. and so
2: yeah. forth.
0: You know? And, and trucking seeing on. the
2: beauty every day that God can. I always tell people, like, you know, cry. Go ahead and cry. Don't be afraid to cry because you think you're, gonna, you're never going to stop cry and then look back and watch a flower pop up everywhere a tear fell I mean it's just it's just that's what has happened in our lives and I really believe God would do that for anyone
0: Okay, all right very good so in addition to obviously God's number one but what other maybe secular stuff do you would you say to other business owners about running a business operating a business starting it up what what are some of the things you've had to overcome and kind of kind of re-pivot on
2: I'm sure there's a lot (laughs) oh my goodness um again I would say take it one day at a time because it can be very overwhelming when you have this much budget and then you realize an espresso machine costs half that budget you're like um how's this gonna work Uh, if you if you really felt like you want to do it it's gonna take sacrifice and then you have to decide, is that sacrifice worth it? And then go in for the long haul. Don't think, oh, if this doesn't work in six months, we're out because I don't know of anything that just works in six months.
3: Yeah, and we're not, We've, from day one, it's never really been about um, making money. It's always been the ministry. And that kind of helps us in the sense that even if we're not making a lot of money, it's like, well, it's because it's a ministry. You know, it's like, that's we're here for...
2: That's why he's working yeah, outside that, Yeah, <laughs> I work outside,
3: you know, to keep it going and stuff. And so, I mean, it always, you know, stays just enough in the black. And, you know, now that I'm, I'm working in Austin again, so we're, you know, we're doing fine now. Um, but, you know, it's a ministry. And so, like, when it gets hard, when we remind ourselves about that, you know, it's not, you know, we're not trying to be, you know, Starbucks or anything. We're just trying to be a ministry. Yeah, so, but also
2: on the secular side... Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask. Ask for help. Ask for people to get involved in it. And then it even makes it richer for you personally because you know that a lot of people believed in you and backed you in it and get to say, I got to help that.
3: Well, with that in mind, I will give a shout-out and uh, some marketing for our friend down there in Marble Falls, um, Alex, who um, owns Numinous Coffee Shop. He, he, because we opened up on... April 9th of twenty what was it sixteen?
2: Bluebonnet Festival weekend. Yeah,
3: some really wise person said, "Let's open up on Bluebonnet Festival." I think it was her. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was me. Anyway, so we opened up and it was just crazy. And Alex came up here and he actually showed us how to do stuff. And he worked that whole day. Hours. And you know, it's like.
2: And we barely knew him. Yeah, he I mean, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> So, 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 But it, even it. Ma- it made it richer, and it, it formed a really good relationship. And um, then you get, you know, hopefully you get to help them at times as well. But okay. I don't know how I could help him because <laughs> he's kind of got it down. Yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> so setting goals, forming
0: relationships, mm-hmm. and just not quitting when the going
1: yeah. gets tough.
2: And yeah. enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride.
0: Yeah, I'd like to re-echo that not quitting part because yeah. that's what everything comes down to is the so perseverance the and pushing through. Uh, you're a year into it you're two years into it look if you're a business owner or you're trying to be a business owner it's tough it's especially tough right now yeah you've got to keep pushing and digging and digging uh if you want to be successful with that so keep moving forward okay so you've kind of told us your story you told us your business uh kind of how you got where you are at this point in life what is the future of unshakable grounds and and the browns
3: well, the future of Uncheckable Grounds is totally in God's hands. It's one day at a time. You know, we could be here another week. We could be here another ten years. I don't know. It's up to God. Um, what's in store for us is just daily loving each other and serving Him and trying to uh, glorify Him in all our whatever we do.
2: Yeah, this year will be 32 years for us. Well done, yeah. congratulations. Reaving through all of that, yeah, which is. I mean, a lot of people think it's crazy. One of Joshua's friends after he passed away said, I, I don't, y'all don't even make sense. Y'all shouldn't even be together. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's not about us. So. But yeah, um, and here, you know, we um, it's, it's always changing. And I my heart just kind of pounds. And so I let the girls in the back. I basically told them, if it's not tied down, you can do whatever you want with it. Because, you know, they're hip. <laughs> I'm old, so I'm just kind of like, okay. And they'll kind of run up past me. Okay, cool.
3: Yeah, and, you know, right well, now, especially with COVID and all that kind of stuff, you can see all these businesses struggling with finding good help. You know, God's really blessed us yeah, with it's really good tremendous help. It's a struggle. Yes. It's good.
2: Yeah.
0: Well done. Well done. Okay, so you guys are open uh, Monday through Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. What, what are the hours?
3: 7 to 3, uh, Monday through Friday, and 9 to 2 on Saturday. Okay. You have a website. Yes. yes. What's the website? Uncheckablegrounds.com unshakablegrounds.com
2: yeah. okay Dot com. all that's one right.
1: word
0: there here we go all right and you got great coffee you do have
1: good
3: coffee Thank you. yeah she knows her coffee that's for sure
2: well i just know what i like yes <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that was one thing we really learned is um, when we first started up you know it's like some people would love our coffee and some people would hate it and we would thought oh my god she would get all down think she's horrible and stuff but i mean i not know people like different things you know that's just all what right. you got to realize you know so it was, you know, well, you got a
0: couple of coffee connoisseurs here, so yeah. I th- we, think it's, we think it's pretty good. So, <laughs> good, uh, Well done. Well done to your business and to the success you've had. Even though it may not be a giant uh, dollar bills in the pocket, it's a success in a different way. And, yes, I mean, absolutely. That's more value at the end of the day anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Thank you for having us. Thank yeah, you for thank you. Uh, opening up yeah. your store and your time and your lives to us. We, we appreciate getting some insight from you, and we certainly look forward to being here on Wednesdays. We're here every yes. Wednesday, by the way. If you want to oh. come by, you can come hang out with us. Yeah, we Wednesday mornings usually around eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, around eight, we're here.
2: Faithfully, they're here.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what else you got? Is that it? That's all I got. Okay, so uh, tomorrow's the fourth. I want to give a special thank you to you, uh, military, first responders, all you guys, all you guys having to work tomorrow, nurses, hospitals, EMTs. I gotta say EMT because we can get mad at us. Yeah. Um, we want to thank you for your service. Thank you for what you do. We know that uh, Sat- the Independence Day is possible because mm-hmm. of you and the sacrifices Absolutely. you make. Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you very much. We appreciate you. If you are looking to be a little bit healthier, which Jerry's still on his, uh, his road to making it happen. He's doing a great job. We would love to help you with that. You can find us at synergistic hyphenated strategies.com or you can send us something to jerry and j rob all at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you and hear about anything that you want to comment on the shows, even if it's bad, it's okay. Uh, other than that, that's all I got. Have a happy Fourth of July and we'll see you next week. See you then.